Hello. Hello. Welcome back to DMs After Dark. Hi, Troy. Thank hey, you for Troy. the gift sub, homie. Oh, wow. Hi. Troy's just gonna be offline, but watching us in the bathtub. Random gift That's sub went Yeah, to Troy can't be here, which is understandable because he's back to work, which is a great thing, but I, I pretty much figured he'd just be, like, you know, shot because he had heart surgery. Six Life weeks ago. Frank. Hey, hey. Yeah, I know the real reason Troy's not here, and it's because he can't face me after what he did in Esther in last night. <laughs> Face me! <laughs> so, uh, Sarah, you have some announcements. Yeah, so uh, I did some a little bit of updating on the, the, the Twitch backend. If you guys notice, that, that little button that used to say channel points now says DM bucks because we <laughs> were able to, to make it unique. Uh, we added a couple things. One that is just, if for a single point, just say hi. If you're just lurking, you just want to pop in, say hi one point uh if you have 69 points and want to announce it there's a a 69 button that's it it's just funny um and i did up the price of re-rolls and re-rolls all around uh it's it's your fault we're all gonna die sarah I, I'm biting it's your the capitalistic bullet. point greed that will kill us all yes. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to balance the amount of re-rolls we get and there's a lot that have been coming in. Um, listen, I'm the one biting the bullet because I'm changing it before my fucking initiation, okay? <laughs> I'm screwing myself. Hot diggity damn. Yeah, I just got Troy's text. Troy's, I picture Troy now in a bubble bath with a cigar like Tony Montoya. Troy almost killed himself in the last bubble bath he took, so he needs He's to watching, be careful. smoking a cigar being like, look at them, man. Look at them playing that game, man. So I brought the bad guy, man. Uh, Jess, I sent you something. Um, yeah, I responded. Oh, also, is your computer plugged in? No. Oh, my God. Please do, Please do that. And also, the answer to your thing is you will know when it comes. Okay. We'll just take yeah. a moment for those of us who are not prepared to get their materials for class. Man. I have my character sheet and my microphone and stuff set up. You guys can keep going. I'll be back. Uh, that was it for my Sarah announcements. I, I'm I sending just... something to you as well, Sarah. Oh, uh, shit. That you will need in a minute. Okay. Christian's being all fucking cryptic on us. It is something that you'll just automatically say because it's a traditional thing that happened to be the first thing that time it's ever said when we do this later on tonight. Cool. All right. Yeah. Hey, uh, so vendors, we appreciate you you coming in when you get one response things. All right, cool. All right. So um, that's enough of everything. Uh, thank you, Fenris. Uh, I was happy with the taking. I, I made some changes from the way it usually is written because there was some stuff that I don't think we would have dealt well with. So we skipped it and changed it. I'm glad that we did. Yeah. You know, there's no read for that. I'm here to have fun. Yeah. So, um, so. You know, one of these days, guys, my laptop will just last the entire stream we have your laptop has no staying power if it's plugged yeah. in it'll last like the entire stream all the way is that yeah. when you get a new laptop no sometimes our streams aren't like three or four hours long i think true, it can true. last like two and a half uh who wants to recap stuff oh man i'm gonna get the people involved here mixed up uh we 
There people went missing last session. We're all hanging out, doing our things, living our lives, and some folks went missing. And they were Fedor, Deerston, Israla, and Deladra. Deladra, yes, Deladra. So basically, Fedor and Deladra ran off to one of one of Gordon Gar's former fuck shacks in the mountains. <laughs> she seems without telling anyone. Yeah. And Deladra is married to one of the like top weapon thanes who was real, real mad and wanted to go off on a murdering rampage. And Gordon Gar was like, ah. The teenagers will be our problem solvers. <laughs> so we were yeah, summoned see, to the Great Hall to, yeah. <laughs> to go uh, find Deladra and Fedor before this turned into some sort of murder fest. Uh, took very little investigative work because Fedor is not that smart to find out where they went. <laughs> so we started following them. But Deerston and Israla were also missing. And they were missing because Deerston tried to be a good person and stop his idiot cousin Fedor from doing idiot cousin Fedor things. And as well, I tried to go and save Deerston. And they kind of on en route to the fuck shack up the slopes. Various parties were ambushed by Telmori. Ambushed by Telmori, caught trespassing by Telmori. Details are a bit fuzzy, but the Telmori didn't like them traipsing around on the mountain slopes in their woods. So uh, we found Deerston uh, very injured uh, and unconscious and signs of a struggle. Um, uh, Arissa, Arissa's quick thinking and healing skills get Deerston back to consciousness. But um, some Telmori sort of uh came up and gave Rue the heads up that they're you know they have some of their people, <laughs> so we had to go and be ambassadors, the Haraborn Telmori ambassadors that we are, and find a way to get them back, which ended up being a peaceful way thankfully sort of saying hey you kind of owe us one for that time we uh returned killed two bears to you and the alpha takes teeth takes teeth yep yes yes the alpha takes teeth um was a little bit relieved because you can see that he did not want to have us fight over this but also could not look weak in front of his peoples so this was the out he was looking for and he did uh, end up turning our people back over to us. Some of the Telmori warriors and hunters were a little bit miffed about that because that was like their prizes um, for being cool, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, because it's basically like they were in the same position that you guys were in when you captured the cattle raiders, right? So it was kind of like, hey, yeah, look what we did. And so looking for a bit more reward or at least action right. than they got out of this. Yeah. And um, Takes Teeth was put in a, in a position where he couldn't necessarily be like, you did a bad thing because right? they did it. They were these people were trespassing it. in their and, territory. And, but he also was in a position where he's like, I don't want to have a lot of problems with the Haraborn. Not that the Telmori probably couldn't just wipe them out if they wanted to, but he's doesn't want to do that. So. Yeah. So uh, to show that he is a fair and just leader and honors his debts, he released our people back to us with the warning that, you know, we won't have future problems as long as the Haraborn stay in the veil. And off the mountains, you stay on your side and we'll stay on ours sort of thing. We assured them that they would. And everybody went home to face various musics. <laughs> yeah. And that's where so, we'll pick it up. Uh, Fedor and Deladra get everybody in trouble. 
they need to go to horny jail. They go, they get the bunk oh. and they go to horny jail. They <laughs> <a> fucking prayed. <laughs> and uh, so the fallout is basically this. We're not going to role play it, but Corinne Star and Deladra divorce. Uh, theirs was a love match. Theirs was Karen Star being the person who initiates that. Uh, theirs was a love match. So there's no property. They'd exchanged hands. Uh, so there was no worry about that. And they had no kids. Uh, Deladra goes back to her stead. Uh, however, Deladra and Fedor still have to answer to Morganeth because marriage be sacred, especially to Arnaldo. So, uh, they are publicly shamed. Deladra is forbidden for participating in any of the fertility uh, rituals for a year or remarrying. And both the Lodger and Fedor, this is my favorite thing, are whacked with one of the best RuneQuest spells, Wither Loins, which uh, is basically horny jail, which means like, that ain't working. Uh, ain't you have working. fucked irresponsibly. You've lost your fucking yeah, privileges. You, you've, you've lost your fucking privileges until, until Morganeth gives them back. It's called Withered Loins. Withered Loin, yep. That sounds so much worse than yeah, it, it does. doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> it don't work. Impotency. It don't work. Uh, and the spell. Impotency, the spell, yeah. Fedor uh, also word gets out the fact that he was a little bit used to lodger as women. a human shield yeah, at the used, first sight of trouble women as, as a human shield uh <laughs> and so we, he loses a lot of the standing that he had amongst the women folk uh, of the tribe and he becomes somewhat of an object of ridicule and goes to live at home hey hey sharky hey sharky did you get your shirt let me know because i saw that it was out for delivery today uh Conversely, Darston, word gets around that Darston uh, stood up to some Tamori and like took an ass beating for it. And people are pretty like impressed with him. So Darston, Darston's, Darston's fortunes rise. Gets to walk a little taller. He gets to walk a little taller. He's he's the actual we might be able to fix him of this <laughs> campaign. Yes. Yeah. And you know what? Like I said, I changed some things. I'm going to have two asides. One is that I changed some things with with the way the taking is written because I just felt that the choices they gave you were just kind of all bad. Uh, So I changed them. Uh, And also, I I think they did they did bad for Darston, even though I know the reasons why I felt that, you know, just because something happens mythically doesn't mean we all have to follow that path. And so, you know, he got fixed a little bit. Uh, it's one of the great things is, about RPGs. You can customize yeah, it for you your change, players. Change what you want. The, the Fedor, thing reminded, the Fedor thing reminded me of a Facebook reel I saw, which was um, it, it looked like it was a, like a South American country, like Mexico or someplace like that, where they do like the they do the drive-by purse snatchings, where they have like two guys on a motorcycle and they zip by and like grab the woman's purse. And so there was a couple walking down the street, and they drive by and they grab a purse and she's walking with a, a guy and the guy just like runs her boyfriend just books it away from the robbers and everybody just stands there for a couple seconds like awkwardly and the robbers just give her her purse back and run and drive away because they felt so bad uh, is hysterical. there's there's a something i a similar post I saw. Yeah, I like, either on girl, tic- keep your money. Get you a new man. <laughs> TikTok or Instagram, where a guy and his girlfriend are going through a haunted house, and a scare actor jumps out from the side, and the guy pushes his girlfriend into the scare actor and turns and runs. 
and the girlfriend of the scare actor stare at each other for a minute and the scare actor offers her her prop knife and they go chasing after him together that's, that's amazing that i think amazing. it was a prop chainsaw yeah i thought it was, it was an axe yeah. why do we all think it was something different well I maybe it was multiple weapon, different yeah. ones do you know like those things like never an get omni to me. weapon he offers her an omni weapon i am the opposite christian <laughs> I, i'm like yeah okay cool you're gonna shake a knife at me whatever i know you're an actor get the fuck out of here you're like a teenager like none of that stuff ever gets to me unless it's like yeah. it has to be something you don't see coming at you that's what gets me like jump scares uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I guess that's kind of what you meant. Because I was going to say, people in high school used to hide behind corners and walls and like jump out at me. Oh, yeah. Jump scares will get anyone because you're not expecting it. It's yeah. a fight or flight not, response. But like when everyone. you go on like the haunted like hay rides or whatever, like, no, actually, everyone, like, it's a sign not being affected by a jump scare is actually a sign of being a psychopath because oh. they, have, like, dulled, they have dulled immune systems. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Danger yeah. response time. That makes sense. That'll make it yeah. very funny for all of us going to see the Five Nights at Freddy's movie at the end of the month. Yeah, we're fight, flight, or freeze. Jump. Fight, flight, or freeze. All right. So uh, that being said, um, a couple of weeks pass since the incident. It gets deeper in, in into the cold, cold, dark season. And is there anything anyone has wanted wants to do over that period of a couple of weeks? Mm, couple of weeks. Everybody's kind of hunkering down, I guess. I'm going to keep yeah. hunting when, as weather permits, setting snares and stuff. You know, food's going to be real snare, hard this yeah. winter, your so catch lines, rabbits, whatever I can. Yeah, your snare lines are doing really well for rabbits, uh, I'll say. Not the best. As food goes, rabbits leave much to be desired in some yeah, ways, but, but hey, better something. than nothing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, probably, I probably spend some time with Rue over the winter. Nothing that, nothing, nothing. Just like, I just no spent some time raising. with Rue. Yeah, I just spent some time with Rue over the winter. Okay. Tra like out trapping or? Do you come find me? Do you come to my house? Yeah, I'll probably, Do you want come, dinner? To, I'll probably <laughs> come to his house for like dinners and stuff. I don't go out hunting with him, no. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, Arissa continues to work in the loom house for the blankets oh, that she's making yeah. her friends. Sure. Hello uh, there. Discard gonna... forages for rocks. I was I was gonna say. So Troy just said that. Troy, uh, the other thing I will say, you're not here, but uh, Colot's holy day, Colot being the um, Orlanthe spirit of the winds, who you've part of his spirit cult now because he's a spirit. He's not technically a god, uh, but you're a shaman of him. Uh, you spend some time learning more about Colot on some spirit questy stuff uh, during that time frame. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry, discard. Go ahead. And uh, Descar is going to probably go up to Red Rock to see how uh, Esral and uh, Darsten are doing over this time. Yeah, uh, Darsten's doing really good, and Esral is like, always happy to see you. So mm -hmm. uh, she's good. They're, they're both good. Uh, they're, they've been healed up of any, like, you know, they had some frostbite and stuff for being out in the cold all night. But uh, obviously, Morganeth and Liv come in, come in handy, and um, Grandma White Bear, Teresa's grandma, come in handy with that healing magic and make that stuff go away right away. Uh, so, yeah, they're good. Morganeth didn't have as much magic as she needed yeah, some moon points to cast Witherloin on, on the two. Yeah malcontents but uh yeah what is arissa's grandmother's name grandma white birch she's just white called birch. that's that's okay. uh, she has it's a real name too but she's just like the oldest person in the valley yeah. and that's where she's from so she's that's just, just the what old lady of the stead so she's not white birch. she's Makes an old sense. granny 
Yeah. You just said it really fast. So I heard grandma wiper and I was like, I don't know who this person is. <laughs> grandma wiper, grandma was, swiper. Everybody's got to be like, swiper, no swiping. <laughs> <laughs> Have I heard this person before? White perch. Yes, that's right. Grandma white perch. Yeah. I do talk fast. I apologize. Uh, so with that being said, then mm-hmm. that time passes. Uh, fertility week, a dark season on wild day, Rue, that is your special day. Uh, there is a holy day for Shalana Arroy. And there's, you know, because it's winter, they kind of make it into a more of a festival than it needs to be because people need to get out of the house and do some stuff. Uh, but what it celebrates is uh, it celebrates Shalana Arroy and a troll goddess, Jola Umbre. Uh, sorry, Jola Umbra. Jola Umbar, the dark solace. That's her name. She's a troll goddess. Uh, her and Shalana Arroy healed Fergandor, the god of not, and they turned him into Rastandar, the god of being. Yeah, Jola Umbar. Thank you, Kung, Kung Fu Fenris. I can speak imaginary fantasy words. Uh, so that's what it celebrates. It's a day of mercy. Uh, and it's a lot of stuff is included in there. They celebrate all Anthony or now as life bringers. There's some dancing, there's some feasting. Uh, a traditional offering is to leave like a husk of uh, like a seed potter of one of the crops on Shalana Arroy's altar that day because she'll bring it back to life eventually uh so that's a festival and is it, it that has... like is it the main altar at arissa's house yes <laughs> it's a shrine really it's not really yeah. yeah yes it is uh so lots of people pass through your house that day she's, uh she being the very good hostess yeah well actually gordongar comes through with some food and stuff so you don't have to like pay for it like your gear stead doesn't have to handle it he comes through with food and stuff like that so there's there's a feast there's a lot of people there uh actually during the eating, Gordongar kind of, you know, I'm going to say tings on his glass, but he doesn't whatever. Whatever the Hortling version of like ting, ting, ting on your glass is, uh, Gordongar does that and gets everyone to listen. Just stands up and spikes a mug at the floor. <laughs> I was going to say bangs on table, maybe. Yeah, you know what? Bangs on the table. That's good. That's good. Yeah. And, uh, and everyone kind of shuts up. And uh, actually, a Keladon's like, shut up. He wants to say something. And then everyone kind of like dies down. And he goes, The wintertime always makes me think of our ancestor Hjort and his wife, Akarn, and their time in the darkness. Because we are in the depths of darkness season right now. A darkness, maybe not as bad as what. Hjort and Ikarn suffered, but one nonetheless. Our ancestors have gone through a lot of dark times. As you know, they had to leave our own lands to flee the wrath of dragons. But through it all, they stayed together. And I want to pledge to you all that no matter what comes in the darkness, whatever comes after the darkness, the Haraborn will lead it all together as kin. With the blessings of the gods. And everyone's like, pounds on tables, beats weapons on shields, drinks, and is happy. Actually, you know what? Ken, roll to see how he did on his R8 roll. We'll see if they do that. We'll see. Everybody's just kind of like. Some people might be like, (laughs) yeah. 
Let's see. Oh, people. They're like, shut up, Dad. <laughs> they do the version of like, all right, Grandma, <laughs> let's get you to bed. <laughs> 33. <laughs> okay, yeah. Everyone's like, Aah. So, yeah. And then merriment and feasting continues after that. Uh, Gordogar actually comes over to you after that, Rue. What are you doing? Uh, depends how close to sunset it is. <laughs> that was said mid-afternoon. Okay. This is not um, like people kind of like feast and get home because it gets cold early and dark early. So it's not like an all night sort of thing. We're have, It's Sunday dinner. We're having dinner at one. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I mean, Rue's probably just sitting down enjoying the feast uh, with his cluster of friends. So um, kind of like gives you that. Oh. Uh, he will put his, he will take a last drink from his mug and, uh, set it down and follow Gortengar. Oh, Gortengar has his mug, by the way. He's like, you don't have to finish your mug. Actually, if you did, that's funny. So you, we're going to leave that that you did. He's like, <laughs> he walked outside in the snow and he's like, you didn't have to, but I, do you want some of mine? No, no, I'm fine. There's no, plenty no. back inside. Um, oh. what's, is something wrong? No, I wanted to ask you how I did. You know, um, I certainly think it's lifted some spirits. Hmm. It was a good, it was a good idea. I thank you for it. It's, it was nothing. You, you did all the work. You have the makings of a good leader one day. And kind of like taps you on the shoulder and goes back inside. (laughs) Oh God, it's so much pressure. We're just gonna stand out there for a few minutes and look at the I know. snow. <laughs> I know it is. It's, it's so like, wonderful no. when you know your players and you know how to torture them. Oh God, don't make everyone look at me. <laughs> and so everybody eats through the uh remainder of the afternoon. Is there anything anybody else wants to do while they're there or say? Or anything? She's going to ask Bryn if she wants to come out into the woods again tonight. Oh, I mean, yes, always. She goes to Wild Day every chance she can. Every time she's invited, (laughs) she will go. Wear lots of layers. (laughs) I will. I'll be prepared. Cool. (laughs) I'll handle that first. Descar, do you have anything you want to do? I don't believe so. I don't think there's okay. anything. Sure. You have a nice day. Israela kind of cuddles up next to you. It's, it's, you know, it's, there's some big fire roaring in here and it's very cozy. And, you know, you get to have a nice walk home with her and like she cuddles up with you and, you know, probably too cold to sneak off somewhere like you were doing in the summertime, but uh, still nice and, you know, nice and cozy for, to, for cuddling and walking in a winter wonderland. Yep. All right, Bryn and Rue. Take it away, Rue. What what yeah. what, what happens? So Rue's been inviting Bryn to Wild Day now and then, um, <laughs> sort of trying to introduce her to some of the um the other Telmori who come down and hang out, but also introduce her to himself um in other ways. And over the weeks uh and months, Wolf Rue has gotten more comfortable with her presence, sort of thing. So he actually sure. hangs out with her in the woods a bit. Um sometimes he'll even let her like touch his muzzle or something. Um, and 
you know, in the it's freezing freaking cold, so um, she can't stay out as long as she could, like, in the fall or anything. But he just likes to see her as the other nice. him and remember that. So give me a... Um... Trying to think what I would have you roll here. Is this me or this Rue? Uh, Rue. I'm trying to think of... Brynn, make a handle animal check. <laughs> Is it like a man versus beast roll? Basically, I'm thinking man versus beast. Yeah, I am. He does have a beast percentage, right? You do. It's yeah, high. You do. <laughs> you do. Roll your man versus beast. How do you roll the competition? I'm so rolling is, under the high one, or uh, so, yeah, right. So roll, or, roll your. What is your um? What is your man rune? Twenty. Okay, so you know what? We'll roll that against your higher one. So let me just do the get to the thing here. Hold on a minute. Uh, oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, roll a check. Just roll roll a beast check. Or roll, I'm sorry, roll a man check, rather. Roll roll a man roll. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> Fail. <laughs> okay. Uh, you don't remember in the morning what you did last night. But I don't wake up covered in blood, right? Or I no. probably did kill something. No, no, no. But <laughs> yeah. Nope, you're good. No. You know what? Waking up on wild days is getting less and less comfortable. This is a problem. Oh my god, it's fucking cold. <laughs> yeah. This is a fucking problem. Hiding. You need to start hiding some better clothes. Because you're too skinny. It does. Eh. <laughs> maybe, maybe also just like, maybe. Doesn't some matter like... how good the clothes are, he still has to sprint to them. <laughs> yeah, maybe some like, maybe you should set up some little fire kits out there too. It's fucking cold, man. Yeah, Bryn will try and stay out there as long as she can and just sure. like happy to see. So, you know, and like Rue, witness as much as she can. Rue shifts and her and Syl meet um, a strange wolf whose shadow seems to kind of move with a mind yeah. of its own. And another very, very, very dark wolf. Uh, and they kind of run off uh, together. And another wolf without a shadow at all uh and their companion yeah. uh and then, so there's like just six of them uh that hang out usually oh, so they they run off and uh you hear the howling and stuff around you and it's it's actually really nice especially on a winter night because it's like i i love personally the sound of, of the way the howling. sound travels through yeah. bear trees like yep. shit man. i love that like i've heard that i've heard that with coyotes around me like hunting in, in like my house like you know in the winter time and i actually like the sound so uh yeah you hear that and um you know, eventually though your fingers and your toes get numb and you can't hear your ear, feel your ears and stuff, and you just have to go home. But uh, you know, it's a nice night. Yeah, it's a clear night. In the morning, there's another dead thing for you on the doorstep. <laughs> yeah, you, fi you find a dead. Um, I don't know you get to pick, Amber. You beat your roll. You you failed your 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 uh, man room. I'll give you a good beast run that you 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 caught something. So you a get badger. To pick 
Wow. Got me Big a badger. <laughs> is, it, is, it the, is it a friendly European badger who looks like he's going to invite you in for tea? Or is it like an American meth addict badger? Because badger? there's a huge American difference between the American meth two. addict badger. <laughs> look at, you look know what? The, if you look at an European badger and an American badger, there's American, European badgers look like these pleasant they, little dudes yeah. who are going to like yep. wear vests and be nice They look like little American jets. Their stripes are very like straight. And... Up. Yeah, they look like they're going to come in and kill you and like eat your children. Yeah. Because they are. You know, they I'm going to roll yeah. for it. Odds, it's the meth badger. Okay. <laughs> it is a it is a cute little European badger. <laughs> oh, okay. Nice. Poor I was like, why was just, you the poor guy's gonna go visit his rabbit friends and you killed him? All right. They were going to have tea. <laughs> they were gonna have tea. There should be no more wind in the willows, Mister Badger. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> okay. Your family is doing well. Treats every week. <laughs> Never cooked badger before. Okay. Probably really, really. Uh, I imagine that'd be very gamey. oily. The fur uh, is nice, though. That's yeah. Chad says. Nice. Um, European badgers are just as angry. They just have a better image. Yeah, but they just, but they look nicer. That's the thing. They do. They look. There used yeah. to be a TV, like an animation with like a badger that I can't remember. Yeah, I know. I remember. No, not that one. I'm talking about. There was there was a show. There was a show. It's not like Renwall. It's like something else. Yeah. <sighs> wow foresters in sweden have chips on their boots to make the badgers think they hit bone when they bite wow mm. that's crazy uh, they have special badger armor oh my god that's insane badger. that implies that enough foresters have been bit by badgers unprovoked that that was something they had to address <laughs> <laughs> somehow this tracks oh god i love this game okay Meanwhile, Arissa, hi. Um, think of this as like the biggest Thanksgiving that you can imagine, or just any big feast for our European listeners because they don't celebrate American Thanksgiving. But basically, like, if you host, it sucks because everybody comes and eats your food and then fucks off, and you have to uh, clean up. That's yeah, that, but with like three hundred people. And Arissa is doing what I do when I host holidays, which is she doesn't sit down. She's running around everywhere, making sure everyone is fed, everyone has a drink, everyone is comfortable. She barely eats. She is running around taking care of as many pieces of people as possible because she is stressed. So that is over now. Uh, Fortunately, though, like Gordon Gar and Jorna... Jorna actually is really helpful with stuff like this. Like she, she makes sure that she helps and she organizes like other people to help you. Uh, so it's not like, this is just fall on your family to do this just because you have the shrine. They, they do a good job of making sure that and live, they make do a good job of making sure that that doesn't happen to you guys. But still, even after everybody leaves, there's still a lot of cleaning to do, especially in the shrine. You know, people have like walked in and out, you got to sweep it out and clean it and everything. And you just get that done. And your grandma's like standing there with like smiling at you. How are you doing, grandma? After all of that. Fine. More important question here is how are you? Tired. But that's okay. It was very nice. Tired, I hope. Because tonight's the night. Oh. Oh. I feel a lot more awake all of a sudden. Slap, slap. <laughs> Just mainlining tea. Well, 
I've prepared a bath for you. Go wash up and put on what's waiting for you. Okay. Thank you. Uh, what's waiting for you is a bath of warm water with like some very aromatic, like, um, petals and stuff in it. And, uh, yeah, you get in, it just feels like amazing. You don't want to get out. Uh, and there's a very nice white linen, um, like robe, uh, and like a head shawl to wear. We're going to go very heavy with the nun thing. I was going to say, um, she's a little nut. (laughs) We are going to invent Catholicism all over again tonight. Sarah, just like we always do when we do these things. I know it's such a dangerous combo with me and Christian the two and Catholic like, school kids. Like... Catholic school survivors. <laughs> survivors, I love it. Survivors is the right term for it. I uh, I escaped after ten years of it. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah, about the same. Actually, yeah, it was seventh grade. Was so yeah, yeah. You I, did a dime in Catholic school. <laughs> it was one through ten for me. Yeah. Wow, 10. I got out at 7. Uh, but there was like some preschool in there too, so it kind of, you know. Yeah, no, so my started up, first grade. Anyway. And you come into the shrine and there are um, little candles lit around it and it feels really nice and warm, uh, but you can't, can't quite tell where the warmth is coming from, almost as if perhaps it's a magical warmth. And um grandma's there and she has a little little cup of nice steaming tea for you and there's like a nice um like almost like a bedroll mat laid out in front of the statue of of the goddess the statue is like a a carved wooden statue of her uh and so and there's the offering sitting on the on on her little it's like on a little stone and there are offerings set on it at her feet but right in front of that is basically like a mat uh and grandma says well, all you need to do is drink the tea and relax and keep vigil. Okay. And the rest will take care of itself. All right. Thank you, Grandma. Good night, dear. I'll see you in the morning. Good night. Don't be afraid. Dun, dun, dun. And she leaves. All right. She'll, she'll take the tea and it's sit down. It's really good tea. It's Hell It's yeah. got this like a little bit of a spice to it, but there's a sweetness too. And it is just, <laughs> it is delicious. You don't know what's in it, but it is good. Excellent. Excellent. It is good. Yeah, it is good. And you just sit there and you relax. There's a little bit of a minty hint. Yeah, I saw that comment too. <laughs> and now I saw Kent's. Um... For anyone, for anyone who's played uh, Stardew Valley, it's like that scene when you're with the wizard and you you drink the special forest juice to translate the Junimos. That's thank you, Jess. That's what Arissa's. I'm like yes, going into right now. It's the special forest juice. Forest juice. So you drink the tea. Do you try to stay up, or you just like zonk out? No, she tries. Okay. What do you do? Jumping jacks. Um, she tries counting things, but like, like she has to look. That's <laughs> the opposite of what would keep me awake. I was okay. like, it's like counting yeah. sheep. No, yeah. no, no, like, like a seek and find. Mm, okay, gotcha. Like, gotcha. okay, how many candles are in here? Sure, sure. All right. How many? Um, how many 
animals can I see from the outside of the shrine? Like things she has to basically Engage like mind too. Yeah. Yeah, like grounding techniques. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. So it's like three things I can see, one thing I can touch, four things I can hear, like those sorts of things. Sort of, yeah. Hmm. Okay. My therapist would be so badgers. proud of me right now. Yeah. Uh so you you do. And then you you stay awake. You eventually you wind up you run out of stuff to like identify, right? But you're trying. Uh, but man, that tea was good. And it's so nice and warm in here. And you're tired because it was a long, long day. And your eyes just get so heavy. And eventually you just slip off to sleep. And you feel like you're floating for a while. And when you wake up, you have almost a flashback to your time in the riddle. Yeah. When you were when you were in the spike, you were there as Ronaldo, and you remember a detail that eluded you for, until now. And I had told you that, like there are memories of that time that you you didn't remember when you first came out of that. Every once in a while, you encounter someone, and you're like, oh, I remember this part of when I was in there. I had forgotten that detail. It's like remembering something in a dream. You remember when you were there. There was a period of time where you were working. As Arnaldo, but also as yourself, you were working in the infirmary with young soldiers who had been injured mm-hmm. in the war. And then we remember there was a lady there and she always smiled on you. She was a beautiful white lady. And you had forgotten that detail up until now. But now you find yourself walking the halls of that palace again. But it's very, very different because you yourself are different. You're not. Arnaldo. You're a white lady. You're the white lady. But the palace itself is so different too. It's not the bright, shining, gold, gorgeous place it was the last time you were there. It's cracked and it's dark. And you hear the sounds of fighting in the distance and screams and dying. And you know in your heart and your soul there's a thickness in your stomach, a, a sickness. The world is falling apart. And you're looking for someone. Do I know who I'm looking for? Wow, Amber. Wow. It's true. <laughs> it is true. It is Where's true. the lie? <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. Basically the comment Amber says is you you ain't you ain't thick anymore. Or now this thick Shalana Roy is not. <laughs> Orlanth has a sickness for the thickness. Okay. So um thick thighs save lives thick thighs rebirth the world too put that in the next rune quest book jeff richard all right quote at the beginning (laughs) he's gonna name you too quote that'd be so funny if the earth goddesses books like first page where the dedication is is just thick thighs save lives <laughs> they need to pay us for this. this Arnalda could crush a watermelon with just her thighs. Literally. Yep. Beautiful. Orlanth is, is that watermelon. Okay, so um <laughs> Babister Gore, it's just a human head, just a man's skull. <laughs> oh god. Some of them die willingly though, I'm sure. Uh so anyway, you're not the woman you were, you're a different woman. You carry yourself different. You carry yourself, you feel 
ancient. Much more ancient than you did when you were Inalda. And you know in your heart, you've always, you're worried. Because you've always held yourself neutral. Especially in these little, these little wars that these gods have, that nothing ever came of them. But now, all of a sudden, things are coming of them. Because there's something new in the world that's called death. And there's something new in the world that's called chaos. And it threatens to end everything. And right now, you're looking for someone. Desperately, running through these cracked hallways, these destroyed rooms and palaces, you're looking for your own son. Arrowin. And... You can't find him. And you hear sounds of combat in the distance. And you hear sobbing. What do you do? She goes towards it. You run into a, a courtyard following the sobbing. And you find two things. First is you find your son. Uh, and he's kneeling on the ground. He's the one who's sobbing. Arwen is golden-skinned, golden-haired. He wears a white toga. There's nothing, not a spot on this boy. He's gorgeous. Beautiful, beautiful Arwen. Everybody loves him because he's kind like his mother. Nobody knows who his father is, but everybody loves him. But he's kneeling and lying on the ground in front of him is another figure it's a god you don't recognize the god uh it must be a god maybe perhaps that's lost the time uh but he's arrowing is just he's pumping his chest and, and he's got blood all over his hands usually arrowing is spotless but he's stained with blood now because this is a gash in the chest of this god and he's wheezing and arrowing is crying because he's trying to save him what do you do uh she will so she, i I kneel down next to my boy and I don't touch him yet, but I put a hand over the man and look at my son and say, can I help dear? He's like, I can't mother. I can't, I can't. He won't. He's not responding. Okay. And you look at the man and he's just, <laughs> that agonal breathing and his eyes are just going back and forth between you and Arrowin. And his hand reaches out and he just grabs you on your arm. Yeah, she lets him. Um, and he's just looking at you. Yeah, I want to try and heal and you him. See, you see fear in his eyes. Can I okay. try and heal him? You have more healing magic than you've ever felt in your life. And you flows into this man and nothing happens. Is there something that could be used to staunch his wounds to triage? So I'm not going to have you make any checks here. Uh, looking at his wounds, there's nothing you can do to make him better. Uh, he's at the end of his life. You can perhaps comfort him a little bit, but that's really all you're going to be able to do. Yeah, yeah. She'll she'll let him let him you know grab her arm and she'll she'll reach down and gently stroke his hair like she would her little boy. Say it's okay. 
that it calms hurts. him somewhat. It and hurts he, now, but it's okay. He holds your hand, and the fear that you see in his eyes, although it remains there, it subsides somewhat, and you see a tremendous gratitude that he didn't have to go through this very, very new thing called death alone. Arwen retreats away, and he cries in the corner. And over the next couple of minutes, the breaths come slower and slower and slower until at last you don't hear them anymore. And he's passed away. Yeah, I, I stay with him for a minute longer. And then once once I know he's he's gone. I I get up and I go back over to Erwin and just he's pull weeping. him into a hug. And he's like, I couldn't save him, mother. Why didn't it work? Why couldn't we save him? Why can't we stop this? I I don't know. This is something brand new. We'll we'll try and find out what's going on. You hear footsteps and shouting coming towards you. A figure runs in to the room. He's panting. He's wounded too. Bleeding slightly. Not as bad as this man, but it's um, wild hair, wild eyes, long beard. It's flesh man. Not a god, but a human. And he's staring at you and he's just muttering to himself, Humak, Humak killed him, Humak, Humak killed him, Humak killed him, Humak. A figure rushes up behind him. Before he has a chance to say anything, this figure's forms hard to tell. It's just shifting form. Sometimes it looks like a man. Sometimes it looks like a woman. Sometimes light skin. Sometimes dark. Sometimes bright, bright red or yellow hair. Sometimes the hair is black. What remains the same is what's in its hand. And when you look at it, again, you get that flashback to that moment you were in Alda in these very same halls. And the first time you ever saw Arlanda pull death out. And that sickness in your stomach, that feeling that you were going to throw up, you have it again as he's holding it. It's diminished in this God's hands, but it's death. He's got uh, it in his hands. Our check stream. Hmm? I'm getting an error message on. Oh. No, nope. we might looks be back. Like, looks okay. like we're okay. Yep. We were offline for a second. Sorry. Weird that happened right. to Kent, too. Yeah, that's yeah. weird because I'm I'm yeah. seeing things go Gerbo out. Gerbo says okay. signal lost for a few minutes. Yeah, it looks like yeah, I'm getting a mm, interesting. It looks yeah, like our it looks on. like our our connection is wow, that's weird. Saying it's yeah. an unstable connection. Sorry about it, that, uh, guys. It might yeah. be the the Twitch servers that are having issues. Yeah, because I'm not having any issue on my yeah. end sending things out. I think it's I think it's Twitch servers on their end. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, should we lose stuff or like, you know, go down the VOD of this will be up on YouTube on Monday, guys. So, yeah. you know, sorry about that. Just, yeah, yeah no worries. Sorry. Um, so, yeah. So oh, this figure comes in. He's got death in his hands. This is a disorder, God. Another God you do not know, but he's got death in his hands and he lunges at flesh man with it and they struggle. And Flashman manages to get his hands around the, around the wrist, and they struggle again. They roll on the ground, and as they roll, the sword wounds both of them. And now they're both lying on the ground, wounded. Flashman's still muttering the same thing: "Huma killed him! Huma killed him! Huma killed him!" And this disorder god now he's got this gash 
on his throat and he's coughing up this strange looking blood and he looks at you and he's holding his neck please white lady please hear me she yeah she'll she'll run over before you do roll me um oh god i guess intelligence okay let me uh so it's intelligence times five times five yeah Oh, calculator. Because I can't do math in my head. 16 times 5 is 80. You should be good here. Yeah, I rolled a, I rolled a 10. Okay. So, listen. You can certainly heal him. But, if you do... He might just go right back to trying to kill this dude. She will kneel down and look at him and very quietly say, I will keep you safe, but please stop this fighting. And I will honor you, light lady. She'll pump the healing into him. It works. Uh, Fleshman himself is also wounded. Yeah, she will immediately turn okay. to him. And you heal him as well. Yep. Uh, the disorder god stands up, kind of feels his neck where he's slashed, picks death up, kind of gives Fleshman a side eye, but leaves. Mark your character sheet, you're going to add 1d6 to your harmony. <sighs> But that also decreases your disorder. So that's fine. Dude, yeah. honestly, my harmony is already so high above my disorder. Yeah, probably doesn't matter. But you know, that's just just remember that. That's all those runes, those runes until some special secret surprise stuff happens later on, maybe. Those runes always have to balance out and add up to a hundred. Nope, that's totally fine. Uh so he runs off. Fleshman, meanwhile, looks at you again and he goes, Humak. Humak killed him. What happened to? Who did he kill? He killed him. Grandfather Mortal. He killed him. Grandfather Mortal. I must find him. And he runs off again. Shit. Uh, Do I recognize who that is? Grandfather Mortal? Yeah, just Christian, because I just don't know. As Sarah. Uh, So, uh, Arissa would know. Grandfather Mortal is the grandfather of every mortal being. Okay. Cool. Yeah. That's what I he was yeah. he was the first person to die. Oh shit. The first thing to die ever. Uh so Orissa would know this because everybody yeah. learns this legend. Uramal found the sword death in the underworld, gave it to Humacht, tricked Humacht into using it to kill Grandfather Mortal. Thank you, Amber, for the Good face, Amber. Thank you. I, I, love, I love it so yeah. much. And then Orlanth was like, hey, that's cool. I'm going to do that too. Stole the sword from Humacht, used it to kill Yelm, and that caused a whole lot of fuckery. And Orlamb fucked everything up. Yes, as he is wont to do, but yeah. we still love him. Yes. Oh, cool sword. Let me hold it. <laughs> and uh, Humacht was pissed about that and renounced his kinship to Orlamb, which is why Humachti are like kind of like renounced their kinship when they initiate. That's beside the point. We're not dealing with them right now. Our boy. 
Yeah. But yeah. So, uh, yeah. So grandfather mortal was the first thing that ever died. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I look back at my son and see if he's okay. He's all right, but he's not fit to travel. Is there somewhere safe I can bring him? The instant you think that, the walls around you, you hear like footsteps. And you were in like, like the courtyard was like kind of like a garden as well. Although some of the trees look like withered and stuff, but some of them open up and dryads come out. And they look at you. Fear not, white mother. We will keep the beloved safe. Thank you. And they kind of just embrace him and take him into the trees. Yeah, before they do, I I kind of reach out. I give him a little kiss on his forehead and say, I'll be back, honey. He's like a teenager, by the way. He's not like eight or nine. Oh, I'm fully aware. Yeah, I'm just telling you. I mean, that's you could still call him honey and kiss him. I'm yeah. just saying. Yeah, yeah. he can yeah. get embarrassed Mom. by my mama. Yeah. Yes, she the hot dryad. No. <laughs> yes, go with your little wood milf, sweetie. <laughs> the wood milf. Oh God, don't go with the wood milf. <laughs> I had to do a callback. Come on. <laughs> okay. So they take him as they did in legend. Uh they the, the dryads protected Arwen. And so the elves worship him to this day. So, uh, yeah, he's safe. What do you do? Probably go after where Fleshman went to try and figure out what's going on. It's a very Shalana Arroy thing to do. So you begin following the echoes of Fleshman in front of you. And you follow him out of the palace. And it's almost a reverse of your journey up as Arnaldo. You walk out onto that great, tremendous mountain, the spike that you climbed seems like centuries ago, almost now. You experience this through other eyes, uh, but it's so, so different this time because you wander out. And all those beautiful woods that Flamel grew, Flamel, the elf god who gave birth to all plants, all those beautiful woods now, you find yourself wandering through them and they're dark. And the trees are dead. And there's like, you know, little patches of like fog where there are hollows. And and, and you hear like the rattling of, of dead tree branches against each other and, and ill winds. And you hear moans. And in the distance, you see lights, switch lights floating here and there as you wander through this wood calling out for flesh man. And you're calling out. And you see, eventually, you find yourself on a path. It's a silver path that cuts to this wood. It's one of the only lights you see, so you walk towards it. And you're walking on this silver path. And you see a figure walking up the path towards you. Blue skin, armored, forearms, red, red hair. But so, so familiar to you, somehow. Reminds you almost of a friend you maybe knew in another life. A very, very short friend. <laughs> but he walks up to you and you find a phrase just coming out of you. And that's what I sent you in chat. Okay. I hear and stand before you, no, but no. I... Oh, no. Shalana says it first. <laughs> sorry, sorry. That was sure either. You're good. Yeah, no. Chaos stalks my world. Bruise have bruised me, the hand has pawed me. I have taken up the impossible path and seek those who must aid my task. 
You are not the first of my friends. Others walked with me to heal. The devil took them. They died. I failed to save them. Chaos grows. I hear and stand before you, but I am only one. What would you have of me? Grandfather mortal has fallen. Aid me in, in finding a way to protect him or the others. I'm not sure what to do. This is... Can we reverse? Can we save from death? We must try. What else can we do? Uh, and I would like to lead continuing on the path where I think I sure. can follow Fleshman. So you start following uh, with Orlanth now in tow, uh, Orlanth slash Bryn, and you eventually come across Fleshman. You overtake him because he's kind of wandering around and muttering and like looking at trees and like he's not in the right frame of mind. Uh, but you find him and he's just like, it's all going to die. It's all going to die like a grandfather. Just like Humak killed him. It is it is the end of everything. Where where is he? Can you take us to him? He went. He went west. I think. I don't know. Nothing makes sense anymore. We must find one. We must find one that doesn't make sense. So that he may tell us where to go in a world that doesn't make sense. Do you know where to find them? I know not. Would I know anything to, that would fit the bill? Uh, someone who doesn't make sense. Ermal. Would I know where to find him? No, but you can wander around and look. Okay. Yeah, she'll try and look for Ermal. Sure. So you wander a little bit. And it seems maybe perhaps that fate is on your side because you come to a very small village in these woods, wooden stockade, small thatched huts. And in the middle, there's a tree and a rope is thrown over one of the branches of the tree. And you see there's a big commotion as you come in and people are like, hang him, hang him. Hey, slept with my wife. Hey, slept with my wife. Some woman's like, hey, slept with my husband. And they drag, you see two burly guys are dragging this other guy with his hands tied behind his back out. Who is yellow, the yellow eyes, is pointy, your, pointy okay. teeth. Yep. So she'll, she'll, she'll step in and just, please, he has caused chaos, but he does not mean harm. I need his help. He's just like looking around. Um, they're all like, do you know what he did? Can you tell me? He slept on my husband. Slept with my wife. He stole all my chickens. I think he did more to my chickens. Tabby was just like shouting stuff out. Some things may call for punishment, nice Amber. but not death. Make me an orate roll. Oh, shit. 
All right. It's Arissa. That doesn't fucking go well. There is yeah, it's that's I only have thirty. Yeah, no, I rolled a sixty-seven. Okay. Um Wow. Okay. Um They're like, now oh, kill him. They're taking him to the rope. Probably have the brain, you can jump in here if you want to. You're muted. Yeah, though. I'll just yeah. um I'll just kind of step in front um and just be like we can find another way. She's right. So that we can get Papa hopefully what we need this man. And so that you see the justice that you likely rightly deserve. They all kind of look at each other and they're like, We deserve recompense. How will we have it? Hmm. And so I will just say, like, for everyone watching at home and for Jess, uh, that Orlanth and Ermal have a very special relationship, which is why Gordangar has like his own little bonded buddy in Keladon, where hmm. an Orlanthi can be like, listen, dude, I will protect you. And I will assume responsibility for your fuckery, but you don't lie to me and you don't fuck with me. Got it? Hmm. And that is actually this happening right here is the beginning of that. So if if Orlant slash Bryn is like, listen, I will provide the recompense to you you people for like your chickens and your spouses. Um they'll let you go and you just have to like make him swear that he won't do any of that stuff. That's basically, you don't have to role play it, but that's what happened. Yes, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Just, yeah. Swear to me. You'll never do this again. I will. He's like, all right. Not in this town anyway. Ever okay. again. Armal. Yes. Loyalty to me and I will be loyal to you. Fine. Whatever troubles you bring ahead. Don't fuck your chickens. Good. Ducks, though. We need your help. Why would you need my help? I forget. Why do we need his help? He knows something. He's seen something. This world doesn't make sense. No shit. And you might be the person to get us on the right track to finding what's next. Okay. Grandfather Mortal was killed, and I'm trying to find Oh, him. I don't know who, who did that. Who mocked it? He does this. And, like, I was like, are you shirt. telling yeah. the truth, <laughs> Armal? And the we've negotiation been, we just we've, made. We've been told it was who mocked. That sounds like something he would do. Do you know where we might be able to find Grandfather Mortal so I can try and see if I can fix him? Help him? Oh, he goes the same place everyone who's died went. Where is that? West. Can you lead us? Yeah. And he starts walking west. Friends. 
you travel west. And this is where, like, again, this is similar to the situation where when you were in as Ronaldo, some of these memories flash by very, very quickly. They're as if you were kind of like watching some watching. You wouldn't have any like any frame of reference for watching TV, but it's like fast forwarding some things. But you travel west and there are many, many, many trials. Everybody goes through things. You meet a couple other travelers along the way, a scholar and a traveler. And on the shores of a great gray ocean, you meet someone else. And there are seven of you and you cross that ocean to the West and you go into the underworld. And again, there are many, many, many trials. But all of a sudden, somewhere along the way in this great castle, there's some sort of betrayal and everybody's separated. And it's as if something breaks there for you, Arissa, because you're not Shalana Arroy anymore. You're Arissa again. And you're alone on this great dark plane on the underworld. And it's not cold, but it's not warm. And the air isn't still, but there isn't a breeze either. And there's no stars in the sky, no moon and no sun. But somehow there's enough light still for you to see just like an ambient, strange light. And there's a little bit of what feels like almost like a very thin coating of ash across this bare rock. But that's the only thing that you see or feel. And you're just wandering on this great dark plane. What do you do? I'm continuing my search for Grandfather Mortal. Okay. So you keep walking. And in the distance, you see a white light. It's a little pinprick. Okay, I'll head towards it. Okay. As you walk towards it, seems to be getting bigger and you walk for it feels like forever but you don't get tired and you don't get hungry and there's no day or night here so you can't tell how long you're walking but eventually you see it's a figure walking towards you just glowing with this beautiful white light and eventually you get close enough to see more detail this beautiful, thin woman dressed in white robes with this flowing black hair, white shawl over her head, harmony runes on her, walking right towards you. I'm trying to... What is the... I'm trying to think of how to phrase this. Like, what is... Like, in our world, like, you you meet someone you're like you worship like you you, you bow right how people you know bow mm-hmm. with religion what's is there an equivalent to that here because yeah, like if Aris is walking up um, and makes direct yeah. eye contact with Shalana Roy she's yeah. gonna immediately what be up, like bitch. reverence um yeah uh I think bowing is appropriate yeah okay yeah she will get to a respectable distance and immediately bow to her she stops before you she's like stand up Arissa she does, and also her heart stops for a second because <laughs> she just said my name. You did well so far. Don't worry about the rest of that stuff. I took care of it a long, long time ago. I just think it's important for you to experience one of the biggest decisions I ever made. 
you made it too. Do you know what it was? Not giving up on the search, continuing to try and find a way to protect people. It was the decision to go on the search in the first place. It was the decision to do something about the evil in the world. It was a decision to try to put it back together. I have so many people I want to keep safe, to protect. I know you do, dear. We've come to the real test now. So I'm going to ask you this. Because it will be painful. You're going to see things. Do I have your consent? Yes. Okay. Walk with me then. And you start walking with the goddess. And again, you're still in the same place, this flat, featureless, gray plain. But as you walk, these wisps and these spirits, every once in a while, they come out of nowhere and they come up to her. And some of them are just are beautiful. Beautiful spirits that come up and speak with her. And some of them are just these horrible demons. But every single one of them pays her respect. And she greets every single one of them with the same kindness, no matter what they are. And you walk ahead, you see this dull glow. And what it is, is it's, it's an archway, just like, not a stone archway, it's just this archway of light in this gray featureless plane. It's a doorway. She goes, this is the first one. I'll wait for you here, just step through. All right. And you step through, and the first thing you hear is rain. And you realize that it comes as a shock because you realize that this whole time that you've been spending in the underworld, you didn't hear anything. There was no sound whatsoever, other than you heard Shalana Arroy's voice, obviously. But outside of that, there's no background noise. And you almost, you didn't realize that you weren't hearing it until you now you hear sound again. And it comes as a big shock and everything seems very loud. But it's raining. It's a, it's a slight, cold, wet drizzle that's falling on you. And you're standing on a battlement. There's a wooden palisade, and you're standing on a battlement. And looking out of the night, you see stars in the sky again. No red moon. But you see campfires of an army that's surrounding whatever this fortress or town is. And you see arrows stuck in the battlement, and you know there's been, there's been fighting here. And standing ahead of you with his back turned, you see these massive shoulders, tall peaked bronze helmet, sword strapped to his side. And you get that feeling in your stomach again when you see that sword. There's a figure standing there in the rain, keeping watch on the battlements. Doesn't seem to know you're there yet. Do I recognize it? Not from the back. I'll walk a little closer. Okay. As you do, you hear weeping. Does it sound like it's coming from the person? It is. Okay, I'll go up to them. He turns. Night blue skin. Just like blue, but dark, dark blue, almost black. And on it are runes of death and truth. Like a blue, like a, his skin is almost like a blue black and the runes that are on his skin are just like a lighter blue. So they're hard, almost hard to see. Uh, and he's got this, this 
belt of skulls around him and these piercing, piercing eyes that almost glow. It's Humak. I was just going to say, is this Humak? Okay. Yeah. And he's got streaks on his cheeks where he's been crying. Like, oh. oh, forgive me, my lady. You should should not be up here. I'm keeping watch. What? What is the matter? Well, the enemy could come upon us on any time. So it's not safe for you here. She'll reach into... Does she have anything with her? What do you want to have with you? She wants to have a handkerchief to dry his tears. Oh my god, you do! Yeah, so she'll reach yeah. into the magic so little crazy. pouch on her belt, yeah. and she'll gently reach out, and she'll pause before reaching out to him, and then she'll he's gently... Like, he's a warrior, he's not used to being touched without by people who aren't trying to kill him, <laughs> so he kind of... Just to what? dry your tears, friend. You mustn't tell the others. No he one will know but chin. us. I don't know why I do this. It's foolish and weak. No. It's actually the opposite. It shows you care about your soldiers and your people. They did their duty. I shouldn't... shouldn't miss them. But I do. Remembering them is the best way to keep their legacy alive, even though their spirits have passed from our plane to the spirit realm. They still know they are being honored and loved. He looks at you. So it is, white lady. It is the greatest sign of respect you can give them. Puts his hand on yours. She'll give his hand a little squeeze of comfort. Still, don't tell Stormball. I won't. (laughs) I'll go. It's not safe up here. All right. She'll turn and go back to where she can? Yep, you go back through the door. Shalon is waiting for you. Come on. And keep walking. Walk a little bit longer further. And there's another one. Another one of those archways. Kind of gestures. Gestures like the ghost of Christmas yet to come for you to go through. (laughs) That's so scary. Yeah. This is sort of the inspiration for some of this stuff. Hell yeah. Yeah, I feel the vibes and I respect it. Yeah, she'll go in. Okay. You find yourself standing in a very small, like, stand of trees down a hill. Uh, and what you see in the distance is um, there's a hall. Not very different from uh, Gordon Gars, actually. So it's not a major clan's hall or, or town. Uh, it's a smaller one, uh, maybe a little bit bigger than, than Gordon Gars. And there are some torches and, and, and a bonfire outside, like there had been a banquet of some sort. But what you see is all sorts of chaos. You see men and women are just like running back and forth naked. And you see like these warriors like are just like grab their spears and shields and they're chasing someone. You see him running. And they're like, we'll get you, you fucker. And he's running right towards you. And he kind of like jumps and slides down the the hilltop into the woods. And he's just like laughing, laughing, doesn't see you yet. And kind of like he's wearing nothing but a loincloth. And his 
skin is like has gotten like um almost like ash has been rubbed on his skin so it's like grayish tone to it uh he's got very pointy teeth and yellow eyes and he's got a bag in one hand it's his bag of tricks and nothing in his other and he just kind of and just kind of like is covering his his mouth trying laughing into his mouth as these guys like run around the trees like looking for him <laughs> Yarmul what have you done? Oh, you how did you get here? I walked. Must have been a long walk. Feels like it. But what is going on? Oh nothing. This is certainly not nothing. There are people chasing after you with their weapons and naked people oh, running about. happens all the time. Oh, yes, but what caused it this time? Oh, well, just having a little fun. You know as well as I do, your idea of fun is different than everyone else's. I do know that. It gets very serious. He actually gets strangely serious when you say that. That has always been the case. I'm not here to cause you harm or send them after you. I just want to know what's going on so I can help possibly mend things. They don't deserve it. Why not? Let them run around naked. They think they're so important. Well, to them, maybe they are important. Everyone's important to themselves and their clan. Not to me. Well, yes, they're always Who going am to... I important to? No one. Well, that's not true. Don't lie. I'm the liar, not you. You're important to Orlance? Am I? Yes. I don't think he would put a strong protection on you if he didn't care about you. No one does that for someone right. they just dislike or just are neutral about. It's true, it's true, it's true, I suppose, it's true. I don't know, I just, everyone's always laughing at me. Sometimes I just think it would be nice if people laughed with me. So I do my little pranks. On the surface. That makes sense, and I understand that. What sort of prank was this, though? Oh, I hit all their clothes. All of them? Yep. Where, where, where did you hide them? Oh, here and there. In places that they can find? If they're smart. They're panicked. It's cold and they're naked. Yeah, some of them have extra padding. They'll be fine. Some of them. Mortals get frostbite very easily. Fine. Perhaps pranks that don't involve the potentiality of severe damage. Maybe... swapping their clothes with each other. So everyone might know where to find them eventually, but it's a little weird at first. 
And it might be very funny to see uh, a a young child wandering out in the village in his grandmother's tunic. You know, that's cute. People will laugh at that. It's funny. Oh, I wasn't going to go for that. I was going to go for more like a fat man in a little coat, but. I mean, that works too. (laughs) Okay, fine. I'll give it back. You can still have fun. I'm never going to take that away from you. I don't think I could if I tried. And I wouldn't try. Exactly. But just different fun. It goes in. And she'll she'll watch and make sure that things... He starts... Binding the clothes and giving them back to them. Okay. Hmm. She's just making sure it's stabbed. Yeah, I mean, he, he's good at talking his way out of things. All right. Good. Good. We'll, we'll take that. He, historic, like the Ermal legends are historical. There's one where it's like he, to win a bet, he seduced 600 married women, like one a night over a period of like 600 nights. And the only time he stopped, the only thing that stopped him was um, Dendara's sister, who's like this demon who has a vagina with teeth in it. Yeah. Which is hysterical. So, so Dendara is Yelm's like wife. She's like the good trophy wife. Right. And I can't think of the, of the goddess's name, but her sister is like this horrible underworld demon with like the vagina teeth and every like Wednesday she comes to play chess with Dendara in Yelm's palace and it's awesome because if you think about it she's like the bitchy sister-in-law Gorgoma thank you yeah I love her yeah she's the bitchy sister-in-law yeah Far superior and you think of it then it's like is legend really from Yelm's point of view right she's really just like an independent woman and he doesn't like that yeah, I mean, his wife huh? clearly loves her enough to have her come over every week and hang yep. out. And I just love she it. She just don't got any patience for Yelm's bullshit. Yeah. yeah. There's artwork of it in the Prosopedia, which is just like like Dendara like playing chess with like this horrible like demon woman. It's it's hysterical. I love it. Yeah. Respect. Respect, mad respect. Yeah, no, so once anyway, things settle, she'll head back. Ermal scampers off and talks his way out of trouble and I don't know, maybe you fixed him, you don't know. Probably not. He'll get himself into trouble again. She gave him a nice little pep talk. Maybe she gave him a better idea. I need to find more excuses to play Irmo. Um... He's meant for so, you. You're doing really good. Is. That was great. Thank you. I, I, I am a living trickster, so... Yeah. You go back through the doorway. She goes... Oh, you did really well with him. Usually people don't listen. There's some people back home that are like him a little. Oh, bless you. (laughs) Not in the bad ways. So you head on. And there's another doorway. Yep. All right. Round three. (laughs) Ghost of Christmas passes. passes. It's really stuffy and hot in here. And close. It's a library. And there are all these um, shelves with scrolls all around you. 
and it's like kind of dusty and like smelly uh like like a dry papery smell and outside of wherever you are whatever this this building is you hear like revelry at a festival and things like that but inside there's a desk and there's a figure reading a scroll at the desk he's um like a middle-aged man with a very very long beard like that's the thing immediately when you look at it like wow this guy's got like a rocking beard it's a very long beard it's like like very nice and he's got like some rings in it and stuff and uh he's like writing and reading and he looks like he's he doesn't see you and he looks like he's trying to concentrate but then he hears like the reverie outside and he's just like and he kind of just goes back to reading and writing whatever it is he's writing Chill. You would recognize this. So Sarah doesn't have a lot of, we haven't talked about him a lot, so you don't have a lot of context here, but Arissa would recognize Lanker Mai when she sees him. Okay. The God of scribes and knowledge. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she'll approach at an angle that makes her very visible to him as to not startle. Oh, oh, hello, lady. What are you doing here? I'm surprised you're not out reveling with the rest of them. I was going to ask the same of you. Why aren't you out enjoying the day? Oh, I, I just very I have this translation I've been working on, and I just, just I know there are certain things I want to know in here, but I'm just quite not. I'm old, and I don't really quite, quite not as quick as I used to be mentally. So I have to spend a little more time reading than I would like to. Perhaps I could help. No, I wouldn't bother you. Uh, it's not a bother it's if I'm very offering. very dry things I would, well. Would... Oh, okay. I mean, I suppose if you wish. Sure. I'd be happy to give it a shot. Mm, okay. Hey, um, can I read? All of a yeah, sudden? You're a fucking goddess. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, can try, I can read now. Yeah. Uh, damn. Um, it is a text... Concerning trolls and their history. Oh, okay, cool. And a history of darkness deities. Ooh, okay. Hmm. So, are you looking for something in particular? Oh no, I'm just I'm just a little interested in. Yes, as a matter of fact, hold on a minute. This is an opportunity to bring out my favorite troll goddess. I'm going to get the Prosopedia. Hey. And I gotta find her because I can't remember her name, but I have she has a great picture. And I know it's like a why something, I think. You're welcome for giving you an excuse to bring out the book. Vanakira, who is the troll goddess of yeeting. Of what? She's the goddess of throwing things. Oh, and here she is throwing a demon. My God. That's an incredible portfolio. Oh, my God. Kent, you yes. picked the wrong portfolio to pursue in a watch. is the daughter of Kyger Latour and is one of the seven sacred ancestors. Before Vanakira, trolls could only understand things they touched, but she taught them how to deal with things outside themselves. She is called the Hurler because of her everlasting fame at casting large objects over incredible distances. She once threw a chaos god out of the universe. Fucking badass. Vanakira is typically depicted as a female mistress race troll hurling a rock or a demon. I troll love her. of yeeting. Yes. I love Incredible. her. Yeah. When I was um interested in the uh 
In history of one of the seven sacred ancestors of the trolls, Vanikira, have you ever heard of her? Briefly, but... She only cast the chaos god out of the universe. Like, how amazing is that, do you think? I respect that so incredibly. So do I. And that's why I want to remain. I'm just reading some troll history here. And as you, you sit with him for a while, and he talks a lot about um, trolls and troll history, and he has a lot of knowledge about this stuff. And as you converse with him, he can talk about a lot of different stuff, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Uh, He's quite a, he knows a lot. Sometimes he talks a little bit too much about the stuff he knows, uh, but he seems really, really happy to have someone to talk to about it. Uh, this is me encouraging one of my friends to hyperfixate and info dump yeah. on me, and I am yeah. extremely encouraging of it. And he does that. Yeah. Yeah. He because sometimes that's he what he helps you. He's the god of info dumping, and he actually, like, yeah. That's what helps you to break through the most, though, and that's what the yeah. that's what I'm going for here. Yeah, and you helped the shit out of him. Uh, so he's he seems very, very happy. Uh, and at the end of his, like, you know, several lectures on different topics, because then he gets he gets to like, well, you know, but then this goddess did this, and he talks about, like, different, different things. Uh, he's a he professor with a ADHD. Got it. Pretty much. And he says, thank you so much. Of course. I'm glad to be of help. And this was very it's interesting. often that I get to talk to people about these things. I really appreciate it. Of course. And you kind of pat your hand. <laughs> All right. Well, don't forget. Take some time to enjoy yourself today. Take a little break. I already have. <laughs> and she'll give a little little nod and turn and head out. And <laughs> Yeah, if you guys ever meet any trolls, which maybe uh there'll absolutely be some like troll warriors of vanakira who just like fucking throw stuff i want to fight alongside one of them they just so throw bad. stuff and people yeah can <laughs> they hear me out okay throwing brin into battle oh my god that'd be amazing just say she's the, the perfect size special. for throwing <laughs> love it yeah, we'll talk. Uh, that makes sense. <laughs> Shalana looks very happy <laughs> after you walk through. Good job. Thank Come you. Along. You go to another one. And this is um last well, never mind. <laughs> Yeah, she takes a breath and goes in. It's a market. There's all sorts of sounds in this. It's a bustling market. It's sunny and it's bright. And uh, there's the sounds of animals and the smells of cooking food and all sorts of, you know, like the excitement of a market. Arista has never really been to a big market in a big city. Uh, she's only familiar with like the smaller ones and maybe some trade ones that have happened. Like, you know, she traveled like very little bit out of the veil for she never maybe really... to like johnston best. Actually, no, I take it back because bold home's not far away so you could have been the bold home uh and you would have been you could have been the johnston because there's a shalana or Roy temple there so yes this is like the temp this is like the markets bold home is bigger than johnston you, this is like those markets yeah because her family's from johnston yes because that's there's a temple of shalana or Roy there so this is like those markets and uh you see a, a younger man and he wears a wide brim straw hat and uh dusty dusty traveler's robes and he's closing some sort of deal 
and uh, he gets the coins and he shakes, you know, shakes hands and <sighs> heads into a wine shop. I finds a table in the corner, gets a bowl of wine because they drink bowl wine out of little clay bowls and uh, just kind of sits there by himself watching people around him. Nobody okay. really seems to talk to him. Around and people are, you know, greeting their friends. If somebody walks in and everyone's like, Fanatar! Just like Norman cheers. And he walks to the thing and sits down and, you know, it's like, so all these friend groups are gathering around him, eating dinner and stuff. And he's, he's basically there himself. Okay. So she'll um, get herself a little bowl of wine. Mm-hmm. And uh, go over towards where he is and just, do you mind if I join you? Oh, my lady, of course. You recognize now, you would know, um, Arissa would know this too, Asari's the merchant. Okay. So she'll perch down. How was the day out in the market? Surprising to see you this far from home. Doing a bit of traveling at the moment. Hmm. Okay. Well, uh, meh. good enough, I suppose. People walking away with smiles on their faces and new items in their hands. Yes, always. I'm sorry, I'm reading fucking Amber's fucking rampage and <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't watching it before. But, uh, then that makes a good day. I suppose it does. And he kind of looks into his wine bowl. Something the matter? Oh, no. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. Right. He's not fine. He's looking yeah. into his wine bowl. <laughs> kind of like running his finger around the upper edge. Well, if you need to talk... I'm here to listen and not judge. I go many places. And I see many things. And because of the trade and the things that I do, I bring a lot of people together. But I ask you, where does that leave me? Do I belong to everything? Or do I belong nowhere? Some days, my lady, it feels like I belong nowhere. This is one of those days. I understand that feeling. To feel like... You know you should belong somewhere but just something doesn't feel right and you just feel more alone than you ever were, even though you're surrounded by people you care for? It's the loneliest way to be alone, isn't it? In a it's crowd. very strange. And I... I don't think... I don't think those days will ever be gone forever but we have to just remember that 
even if there's no one place we belong, we still belong. I mean, you said it yourself, you're bringing people together. And no one's going to look at the person that helped them with something with disdain. You'll find someone who cares about you in every village, every town you visit. Perhaps you are right. I remember the first time I purchased a toy when I was a child. And I still remember the the face of the man that sold it to me. I remember being given a coin by my grandmother and going to purchase a small doll. And I remember the doll and I still think on the man who sold it to me very kindly because I'm pretty sure I didn't have enough money for it. But he realized that I was young and didn't understand and still sold it to me anyway. And I know now, looking back, that, sure, he lost a little bit of coin, but he made me very happy. He smiles at you and uh, reaches out and and pats the hand. And he says, Traveled far and wide looking for wealth, but the greatest treasure one could find on the road is a friendly face. Thank you, white lady. Of course. Have more wine. Then you order some more wine. <laughs> and should our paths cross, whenever our paths cross, I will absolutely be that friendly face. Always happy to I'm sit sure and they talk. Will again. She cheers. Is that a thing? Clink the wine. Well, yeah, clink, clink a drink. Yeah. Okay. Good job. Good job. Sarah didn't know she was going to get called upon to provide therapy tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next time I talk to my therapist, I'm going to be like, Steph, you're not going to believe this shit. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to be so proud. Okay. She'll head on out. Sure. you are doing well. The last few are probably the worst. All right. There's a big other one. And you walk you through it. You're in a great hall. Bigger than Gordon Gars, way bigger. Uh, there's a big fire pit like right through the center. And there are weapons and shields and then tr- hit the light on my wall. Uh, trophies hung on this on this hall, but it's empty. It's empty of thanes. It's empty of warriors. It's empty of subjects and children and women. There's nobody here. There's a great high seat at the end of the hall. And then you realize it's not as empty as you thought because someone's sitting there with his head in his hands. Well, two of his hands because he's got four. It's a great blue-skinned, red-bearded warrior. He's wearing nothing at this point, no armor. Uh, he's wearing just a white skirt 
uh, and he's got wounds of mastery and air and movement. All these tattoos across his shoulders. He's got jewelry and armbands up and down his arms. He's got a torque of rulership around his neck. He's got brass anklets around his, I'm sorry, bronze anklets or gold anklets around his ankles. Bejeweled, bedecked, he's got a sword at his side and a spear. And he's just like this, looking down. So she'll, I slowly walk, walk up. Arlanth, my friend, what has happened here? Oh, well, my lady, how are you? I am, I'm all right. I'm concerned about you, though. Well, what makes you think I need concern? He says that, but then he looks around and there's like literally like no one here. You are alone in a place Ah. that should be filled with life. That is the problem. What do you mean? She's gone. They're all gone. Who's gone? All of them. Ronaldo. All my warriors, my friends. You know why they're gone? Why? Because of me. What happened? I killed Yelm. And I killed so many other people. And for what? To prove my place in the world? And what is my place? This? There won't even be a world left soon. All because of me. We are still here. The world is not done yet. I have long searched for a way to undo that final act that has been done. What if we try and fix it? I don't have the best track record when I set out to do things. Perhaps it is better to not go it alone. We have successfully worked when we've gathered others together before. <laughs> you sound like her now. Who? Her. Oh, there's always another way. That's what she always said. Well, there is. I know. Stated that she was right about it. <laughs> People are allowed to be right sometimes, you know. Oh, I know. I just want to be the one that is, you know. <laughs> You're also allowed nice to be right once. sometimes. Just once it would be nice. <laughs> I'm sure you've been right before, and I'm sure you'll be right again. And the right thing now is to try and fix this mistake. You are right. I am I also allowed to, to be it. right sometimes. Hopefully I won't screw it up this time. We'll work together. Let's. See if we can grab some others on our way. Who else could help us? Well. 
there's a little friend that might owe us some favors. Oh, that's the weird little guy, Irmo. You know why I like him? Why? He screws up more than I do. <laughs> All right, let's go find him. All right. Thank you, white lady. I was feeling sorry for myself, which is not a good thing for a king to do. You're allowed to feel sorrow. Ah. Grabs his weapons. Come on. Shakes her head and follows. <laughs> We're wasting time here. He stalks out of his hall. Uh, and if you walk out, you wind up back with Shalana Roy, who's laughing her ass off. <laughs> okay. She's like, he's always like that. <sighs> How are you feeling? Nervous. Do you begin to understand? I think so. Do you wish to continue? More than anything. This last one's the hardest one. You won't really be able to intervene. But it's something you need to see. Okay. Okay. She kind of steps aside and is the final door. And you're in the spike again. But this time... You're not Shalana Arroy. And you're certainly not Arnalda because you're not thick at all. <laughs> uh, as a matter of fact, you're really plain. Just skinny uh, ass Arissa the Pale. Even skinnier than you are in real life. Ah. Uh, just a skinny, bony, little wisp of a thing. He came to the spike at the same time as Arnalda came. He came to be one of Yelm's consorts and you're just ignored. As a matter of fact, you're like pretty much the opposite of Ronaldo. Ronaldo gives birth to life. Ronaldo is fertility, and you are not blessed. And those gods and goddesses at the spike, they make fun of you. They mock you. You're the funny looking one, the strange one, the plain one. They tell you you'll never amount to anything. And so you just basically exist in the spike, and others get their glory. Other gods and goddesses go off and do things, and all you do is clean and cook, and you find solace among the weakest little spirits, the angriest little spirits, all the other little spirits who hate how they're treated. And the sun dies, and it makes no difference to you. The world is plunged into darkness. Ronaldo, of course, marries Orlanth. It's like the cheerleader goes out with a football captain. Nobody ever looks at you. You're sitting in the stands. And now you just go to their camp and you're in Orlands Hall and you're a servant there, the plain one. And unseen, you fill cups and you serve plates and you're mocked there too. They're mocking you there because they're cowards and they know that there's nothing you can do back to you. There's nothing you can do back to them. So you just take it because it's just the way it's always been. And one day another goddess comes in. And this goddess stands before Orlanth and she does something you've never seen before because she demands justice. She demands something out of him. And she doesn't necessarily get what she demands. And because of that, she threatens. 
she threatens Orlanth and she threatens his entire court. Her name is Thed. And Thed awakens something in you. She's sent away. But you realize that in this world where there's new things like death and dying, there are things that even these blowhard warriors fear. And you can never stand before them with a spear or a shield. But you know what? You have a power that they can never consider. Because your friends, those little spirits that were so angry about the way they were treated, they can slip in and they can sap the strength out of even the strongest, mightiest warrior. Wow. And they can make crops wither and die. They can make cattle fall down and die in the fields. They bring death, not with a sword in hand, not with glory. They bring death as a weakness. And it's a death with no honor. It's a death just like the life they made you live. And you leave Orlance Hall. You leave with Thed and you leave with the other God, the other brother. You're the outcasts, the abused, but you're abusers too. And you leave and you give birth to your pain and your pain will destroy the world. But you know what? No one's ever going to ignore you ever again. And they're never going to dare call you plain. And if they manage to avoid swords and spears, you're going to be there waiting for you with your death. And you're going to mock them while they suffer. You see all that and you feel all that. And then you're standing before Shalana Aroy again. What do you do? She just, Larissa takes a, just a deep breath of air in and out. And just very quietly says, Sit down, love. I know her well. Sit down, love. Shalana Aroy just kind of sits and holds your hands in hers. I know you do. Do you understand now my secret? My deepest, deepest pain. I can bring the dead back to life. Can mend the shattered heart, but that doesn't make it it's unbroken. I can't heal the wounds that truly matter. Unhealable wounds. Everyone carries them. Wounds that bleed in silence. Tears never seen on our face. A thousand little scars. But those are the wounds that cause the most pain. Those are the wounds that cause the most destruction. The other brother didn't start the way he did. He was just a child. He saw things he should never have seen. And then, she didn't want to give birth to chaos. And Malia, she found the only place she was allowed to flourish. Don't misunderstand me. They bear the responsibility for the choices they made. But I ask you, did we give them a chance to make any other choices? No. That's compassion. The child that's not embraced by the village will burn it to feel its warmth. And all those, all those wounds we can't heal, all those things 
that we might think are not a big deal, all those little injuries, those are the sins that break the world. But compassion, compassion is what heals it. And it was compassion in the court of the dead that brought the world back to life. Nothing else. Not Orland's sword or Aramal's tricks or all the knowledge that Langermai has, all the honeyed words, eviseries. No. Compassion. That's what you need to have. And that's what you need to go out in the world with if you're going to be a white lady. And I know you have it. But I'll tell you this. Don't forget to have it for yourself. Because you're going to have to make some decisions that will haunt you. I know. Now, what do you want to ask of me? I I feel broken. There is something inside that doesn't sit right. Doesn't make sense. I don't feel I've never felt right in my own skin. And not just because of the curse I bear. What you bear isn't something that can't be taken away. The curse. That being said, for now, it might be worthwhile to carry it a little bit longer. It gives us compassion to carry burdens sometimes. But that's not what you're asking. There is no one who doesn't belong. I just don't know where... As I said, I don't know where I belong. And that's just a sign that you need to go and look for it. And I'll tell you one place you belong. What's that? Along with me. And Arissa starts crying. She hugs you. Yeah, she clings on to her like she would her grandmother. And I will say that you awake crying. Yeah. But they're good tears. And not vomiting. Not vomiting this time. And uh, you awake just as the first rays of light come through into this dead, into your shrine. Crying some very good tears. And feeling 
much better than you have in a long, long time. She'll slowly get up then carefully roll up the mat that was left out for her and take the teacup and, you know, anything else that was brought in. And she'll walk out into the light of the winter morning. And I think we'll stop there. <sighs> Great job, Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> I saw yeah. the moment Sarah figured it out, the the Malia, Malia thing. Yeah. Was like, her face just went and I was like, ah, yeah. she got it. <laughs> oh, my God. I was yeah, like, was, you started describing emotional. it, and that I was, was like, really emotional shit. Yeah, that was too. Like, that was yeah. a really good. That end. was a good one. That end was very yeah. good. That was oh, a nice scene. Oh, okay. so good. Fuck. <laughs> Compassion, sympathy, even for your enemies. This is the most meek character I have ever made. Oof. Ah. Uh, that it is, is hard. <laughs> it it is literally a running joke through everyone that I have uh played with that my characters try to befriend their way out of situations. Um and Arissa was told by her goddess, hey, go do that. So yeah, go befriend. And also I'm your friend. Oh. Yeah, and also I'm yeah. your friend. Y'all, Arissa's gonna become more powerful than she and I. <laughs> <laughs> It's a found family story, guys. It really is. <laughs> oh my god. She belongs with the people she loves who loves her. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> oh. Wow. 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 That's so, yeah. Uh Gerbo just said it spoke to them as well. They're a psychiatric nurse, says you're preaching my philosophy. So I want to say thank you very much to Cernibus. I don't, I'm not sure Cernibus is here tonight, which is a bummer if he's not, because he uh, reached... I saw them earlier, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So I earlier, a couple of streams back, had said, uh, like, I had no idea what to do with this one, because there's, like, very, very little stuff about Shalana Roy other than the stuff on the Lightbringers quest. And so um, I had just put out there, like, reach out to me if you have any ideas, because I need help. And... Um, I had the core of an idea, but I didn't have like, I didn't know what to do with it. And so I knew I wanted to start like in the spike. Thank you, Cernobus. Thank you, man. Because his idea was the stuff with the disorder God and fighting Fleshman uh, oh. and having to do uh, like a, how having to have harmony between them. Like, yeah, you can heal him, but he's just going to turn around and like kill this guy. So you need to also make stop peace. the fighting. You need to make peace because that's a very Shalana. Or I was going to say it's like, very Shalana. Yeah, like, they will heal you, but then you owe them. And usually what you owe them is like, stop all this nonsense now, boys. <laughs> and uh, go to your corner. <laughs> and I wanted to, st I also, from the very beginning, knew especially because you had such a visceral reaction to like going through the the the, the riddle and being in the spike as Ronaldo. i knew i wanted to take you back there as someone else yeah. and i wanted to show it like at the end when it fell apart like when the world was being destroyed and the story of her trying to um 
thank you so much. Uh, the chat is congratulating me, but I really just, you know, whatever. A lot of people help me. I'm um, talking about that now. Uh, I wanted to have like that arrow and not being able to heal the God and Amber like came through like tremendously. Cause I just bounced ideas off of her and her ideas were, uh, the palliative care for the dying God. Like you can't mm -hmm. heal him. He's just going to die. So you just have to give him his last moments in comfort. Mm. Uh, the stuff, the other stuff was Shalana Arroy's, what she brings on the light bringers quest is compassion. And ultimately it is like, she's not lying. Compassion is what healed the world at the end. But she also, the challenge she faces are things that are unhealable. So what I've been thinking about is like, well, what's unhealable? It's trauma, right? So it's all those sorts of all those like things that kind of add up and you collect. And the truth about it is even with the Lightbringers quest, like they put the world back together, they made it function again, but they didn't make it what it was. They didn't yes. heal the world. They didn't heal the wound. It doesn't just, go away. It just evolves. It doesn't go away. You just evolve past it. And so that was like, I wanted to focus on that. And I used the, um, the other Lightbringer deadies and I was like, okay, well, what's their problems? What would they have? Well, Ermal is a trickster. He just wants people to laugh with him instead of being laughed at because everybody pretty much treats the him classic like shit. class clown who just wants to clown. be liked. And he <laughs> just wants to be liked, and everybody treats him like shit, which is canon. Like everybody hates him. Uh, he, um, he does a lot of stuff to deserve being hated. Trust me. Mm, I see. Uh, Orlanth constantly fucks off. <laughs> Uninstall probably, and reinstall the sun. <laughs> she probably feels really bad about that, right? Uh, Lanker Mai, what is he? He's a nerd. He doesn't have anyone to talk to about his nerd <laughs> stuff. Isseries goes everywhere, but he doesn't belong to anyone, right? So, like, I went through all that, and then I, I, I still needed something to really, like... And that's what I came up with the idea for Malia. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, that, that was, was so good. Yeah, ending on Malia was. I like how it included the Fed Legend without, but like also skirting it, but also like yeah, not doing it, so it disjustice started, at the same time. It too. started as telling Amber. It started yeah. as me going through Ragnarar, Fed, and Malia, like all the unholy trio, and being like, yeah, well, listen, Ragnarar, like Darstream was thrown into the sex pit. He was traumatized by shit he shouldn't shouldn't have seen. But it got into like some territory I didn't want to go into. So I was just like, you know what? We're, we're just going to just focus on the, Malia. Yeah, the focus on Malia is really important. It's a very important mm. part. Just because Malia character. is, yeah, Malia yeah. is a direct right. terrorist. It's so yep. tied into mm. her story. Yeah. Yeah. She's literally, literally a part like, of her. Like mm. that is, it was so her like realizing her power that she never thought she had. And now she's just like, I'm going to get you fuckers. And, um, that stuff with swords and spears. So there's a line in the Havamal, which is um, like a Nordic stuff. And it says, uh, you know, you might think you're cool because you avoid swords and spears, but old age is going to fuck you up. That's a very heavy paraphrase. Uh, so that's why you shouldn't be afraid of dying in battle. And I was like, well, I'm just going to take that and reverse it. Right. Like she's just like waiting for you. Like, come on, dude, you thought you were so tough, but now you're going to die like shitting yourself in bed. And I'm going to laugh at you while you're dying. Yeah. Yeah. I get the best of the heroes, the ones who couldn't be killed. <laughs> yep, and Gerbo just says, Malia and the rest of Trio stayed in the pain instead of losing, using it to learn and grow. Right, exactly. They didn't, they didn't allow it to make them better. Uh, interestingly, like, um, has something I'm very happy about with our game is Garston did grow and become okay with it because people helped him. He's learning to evolve. 
Yeah, the, the way we've been taking this campaign is... See, community, I like that, that theme, too, that community makes yeah. all the difference, that Malia yeah. and Ragnar are alone. <laughs> yep, exactly. They did not have that. They had a community... By the time they did have a community, it was the three of them, and it was so toxic that it was, like, beyond fuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Darsid yeah. had his family and his people. Yep. Man. So we're done with Shit, all this. Guys. Which is like... <laughs> Hey, I'm we happy. did all the initiation. These, these are hard to do, so I'm happy that they're done. Because <laughs> it's so much easier to just be like run a regular game and be like, all right, so what do you want to do? Roll some dice. Oh, but I'm sure okay. there'll be other hero quests to come, but hopefully not for a while. Fucking Armal. I love her. That's how the Cadbury Bunny was born. <laughs> I want I need to find more excuses to play him now because I fucking love playing Armal so much. He seems pretty random to pop up at like at least pop in and pop out. I was in the chat. I was like, give him a Sharpie. Give him a Sharpie. I direct him. Draw that. Butt. Draw yeah, dick the, butt. And the that's how the dick, dick butt, butt was born. <laughs> it would be fucking normal that invented dick butt. Yeah, that's totally a normal <laughs> thing. Oh, God. Oh, man, guys. Oh, all right. Well, yeah. hell. Shorter one tonight, but um, impactful. I'm going to give a couple of thanks that we got at the end of the stream. Uh, Doc Void, thank you for 17 freaking months of subscribing to us. Absolutely holy holy cannoli, my boy. Thank you, sweetheart. (laughs) It's so sweet of you. Um, And uh, Gilrai91, pod listener, finally hitting a live stream. Ending hit me good. Thank you. Yeah, Christian, you absolutely nailed it. Thank you. Um, Thank you. And we're glad to see people coming over from podcast to stream. That's yeah. really awesome. Now you know what we look like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Danger. Which one of us looks the least like we sound? Hard. <laughs> that is a question I would like to pose to people who are seeing us I think it's for the me. first time. Wow, really? <laughs> I've been told I don't look like I sound because I have a lower voice than people expect me to. Hmm. Not much, that but I fair. do have a lower register and people expect me to. That is fair. But anyway. Literally sound like I'm like nine years old. <laughs> All right. Well, oh, probably Kent and Jess, they said. Oh. oh. I could see mine. I don't know about Kent. They're it's like, so, there's just so much I more see. beard than they thought there would be. <laughs> So much beard. <laughs> it's funny because I, like, I was defo- I was describing Lankarmai's beard, and I was just looking at Kent. Me too. <laughs> Me too. I literally <laughs> mouthed Kent. I was like, I was just like describing Kent's beard. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I'm gonna miss it. Oh, yeah, he has to cut it for UPS. Oh, oh really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Why? Is it just like shortening, or I have to shorten it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, you have to completely get rid of it. it. Yeah. No, yeah, no. They got. They, it's not like you need to wear a gas mask or something that seals around your face. Why the fuck does UPS care if you have a beard? Because the uh, CEO is a, a suit wearing, like, always Nerd. look your best. Yeah, I hate those guys. Got nothing fucking better to do than police other people's bodies. Yeah. Cool, dude. Turd. <laughs> but yeah. but the uh, no, they they got rid of that couple of years ago so i don't have to get rid i'm of glad the teamsters just railed your company <laughs> yeah not me too <laughs> all right well thank you everyone for joining us on this week's episode of dm is after dark and thank you christian for surviving all of our fucking initiations 
Woo! It's nothing but pure. The team is powered up. You're powered up. You're powered up just in time for me to fuck you all over. Ready to wreck some shit. Yep. In the winter, in the freezing cold. Yeah. Uh, I would say too that let's let's just make an announcement. So next um next stream we'll have um excuse me, I think we'll do just a Halloween one shot. Because I want to break from DMing. I, I need a break from DMing and jamming, I think, after this. So all right, all right. Uh, we finished just, all this yeah. is a good spot. We finished all yeah. the initiations. Yeah. So we'll do a Halloween one shot, then we'll pick up in November again. And probably by the end, well, I mean, with you guys, I don't know, but I would say end of the year. Early next year, we'll be done with six seasons in Sartar. Whoa! Oh, yep. Crazy. We don't have much time left. Yeah, there's not. I mean, there's stuff left, but it's, it's things pick up very quickly in pace. Rapid now. acceleration oh. toward the end. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I should so. do it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So. Um, you, if you are watching on Twitch and you are not followed, if you have an account, hit that follow button. Following is free. It just lets you know when we go live and lets us know that you like us. You really, really like us. Um, we go live every other Friday at around 7 p.m. EST. Um, and if we're running late, it's because technology hates us, to be honest. Or because of the blisses. Or the blisses. <laughs> Sometimes. One um, bliss. At a time. There's only one. <laughs> There's um, only one of you. That's why Troy's not here today. You lie to me. Hey now. Yeah. Um, if you missed parts of the stream and you want to catch up on it, the VOD of the stream will go up on our YouTube channel on Monday. Um, and the podcast version will go out next Friday, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yeah. You can catch us on all of the social medias, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at DM, under DMs After Dark. You can... Oh, what's up, Christian? Uh, I just wanted to say before you finish where you can find us, I wanted to make something. Sharky asked the question I want to answer. So sure. go on, go on. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you can also email us at dmsafterdark at gmail.com with any questions, comments, ideas, thoughts, feelings, emotions. Did you cry a little? I cried a little. I did. Um, I cried a lot. Honestly, there, I was I was holding a lot back throughout uh, that whole thing. I yeah. cried while I was writing it and I fucking cried <laughs> while I was doing it. Yeah. Um, and you can find us on all of the podcast apps. It's DMs After Dark. That's where you'll find the audio-only versions of these streams, as well as all of our podcasts. Uh, Kent and Jess have a mini series going at the moment. It's very good stuff, very exciting. So give a listen to that. I even have one coming up soon. I did one on my, on my lonesome. I did carve. I did. So uh, Kent and Jess are doing. Um, We're doing Tangled Blessings. Tangled Blessings by yeah. Cassie Mothwin. And I got recently a Kickstarter for Cassie Mothwin's Carved by the Garden, which is like a folk horror. Uh, yeah. And I, did, I did. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm totally going to play it again. But I did a solo playthrough of that, which came out really, really good. And so I have received. I haven't Horse gotten girl. a physical copy in yet. But I have received my digital copy of Horse Girl. Which now you guys are productive and on top of things. That means I can I, continue to delay Thousand Year Old Vampire. I will be putting some pedal <laughs> to the metal and hopefully in a couple months have my playthrough of Horse Girl ready to go, which I'm very excited about. Wow. Sweet. Uh, but Christian, you want to go after Eric? No, so uh, a couple people in chat, uh, specifically Sharky had asked, but a couple other people too had asked on other things too. Are we going to continue on the Company of the Dragon once we finish um, six seasons in Sartar? So the answer to that is yeah. We are. Because uh, I think it's like, 
I'm falling in love with these characters and I'm not ready to leave them. Uh, so as long as everybody else agrees, we will uh, probably we'll take a little bit of break and play like another short series of a game, uh, maybe for a month or two, just so I get a break. But then yeah, we'll pick up Company Chris of the Dragon. A break from yeah. running for a little yeah. bit. And I think with Company of the Dragon, too, it's like it's a very long, it's a longer campaign than Six Seasons in Sartar. But there are break points. So I think that's probably going to be the pattern, too, is like, you know, um, Oh. play to a certain point take a break play something else for a little bit and then like pick it up again but yeah there will absolutely be more yeah. rune quest coming because i need to torture these guys and i've been laying every initiation has laid a seed for what's to come in company of the dragon actually all these gods and goddesses being like oh, oh, force coming. you're gonna have to make horrible decisions oh you're gonna have to do this there's a reason for that so anyway so excited yeah. And Arissa's got a dragon orb in her pocket. Like, right. She just leave you guys with that. I wore that shirt today. Did you wear oh, that shirt one? outside? No, no, no. I okay. just, you, uh, just that, put it on before. Is that you, the I'm Kent shirt? Yes. Yes. Amber, did you wear yours outside? No, I wore it as a night shirt. I should wear that one. So Kent is oh. the one that says I'm Kent. Everybody else that says I'm just here to get Kent laid. Oh, Kent, I love that so much. <laughs> yeah, I also don't wear mine now. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I mean, I can wear mine out. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, you can wear yours out. Yeah. Oh god. If I ever find out you're wearing it out, I'm gonna wear mine out and find you. <laughs> are there it's not great there... when it's just two people. Like you have to wear more at least thing. three. Yeah. yeah. It's true. Any other announcements? Anything we want to cover I before I wrap it. us up for the night? Uh, I know that soon we'll make an announcement on um you're very welcome sharky uh i'll make an announcement uh when it happens but i think sometime this month we'll we'll cross ten thousand downloads on a podcast which is ridiculous That's so bonkers because it means like i think we did like eight thousand just this year because we were at like two thousand oh, beginning of the exponential year. growth yeah. Yeah. yes exactly stonks. keep telling your friends they're actually listening yes. to you stonks, <laughs> stonks. Oh my god, alright. Thank you everyone so much for watching. Um, and until next time, have a little compassion for yourself. Have you compassion. It. It's what heals the world. Yes. Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone.